Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, let me get you off to the right start on your online dating journey. And it is going to be a journey. Boy, do I promise you that. But do you want that journey to be a little less painful? Well, go to kristencarney.com slash dating help and I can help make that possible. I can help power up your dating profile. I can help fine tune your banter skills, which will take you to the next level and get you the girl that you want. So go to kristencarney.com slash dating help. That's kristencarney.com slash dating help. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have my friend Tara, who is so amazing. I honestly cannot, I'm going to be gushing this entire episode because we talked about something that is very important to me. We're talking today about how to be trustworthy and show that you're trustworthy to women so that a woman can feel emotional safety and connection to you, whether you're married, in a relationship, have a mother, have a sister, have a coworker that's a woman. This information on communication is essential. So keep listening. internet issues right now. And because we now rely on the internet to record our show, that means she will not be here. But instead, in her place, I have the amazing Tara from the podcast, Make More Love, Not War, which I was on like a month and a half ago, two months ago. And I had a blast being on the show and I thought it was fantastic. But I love that you're here and I'm like, I love that I'm getting to see your face. That's the thing we don't usually get in our podcast. It's just typically audio. So the fact that I can see you makes this so much easier and wonderful. So thank you, Tara, for being on our show. Thank you so much for having me. And I'll, I'll try not to pick my nose since you can see me this time, but oh, I mean, do it. That'll it make starts it even to more itch, I might. <laughs> do it. Do anything you want. There's no restrictions, as I said before. Um, it's interesting because before we got on, you said to me, I'm used to interviewing others, but not being the interviewee or the one being interviewed. So that's that's very interesting. This is a new for you. It is. Yes. I've been on a, a couple other podcasts, but also being a therapist, I am definitely used to being the listener and responder to other people's information versus providing information about myself. So this is this is a, a little vulnerable place for me. So I appreciate you. A new experience. <laughs> yeah. Which I like, which, is, which that's actually what we're going to talk about today. We're going to be talking about um, trust trustworthiness and what it means to provide a woman with emotional safety. And so I think that that kind of goes hand in hand to a little bit about what you're experiencing right now, which is cool. Um, (laughs) But I I wanted you to give some background to our audience about who you are, what kind of therapist you are, why you're on our show, basically. 
Okay, great. Well, I am a licensed professional counselor, and uh, I were I do a lot of couples work. So I'm primarily a couples therapist, and I've I've done training in the Gottman method, and that's usually what I use the most with with my couples. I also really love Imago therapy, and I had them on my podcast uh, just recently. Cool. Um, Harville Hendricks and Helen LaKelly Hunt, and they're wonderful too. So I really combine those two methods together in my work with my couples. But I also work with individuals and particularly I love working with individual men just to be able to help them with what you were just talking about is understanding women's need for emotional safety and what is that? And we'll go into that more. But yeah, so. No, but I, yeah, this, no, it's amazing. I want to dive into it right away because I will say, you know, I, I've been with my husband for 14 years and, and that has consistently been a challenge for us, having him understand not what my emotions do to me, but how much of a driving force my emotions are for me. And so we've recently started seeing this amazing couples counselor. um, And she has just been wonderful for both of us so that we can understand the other person's point of view and how we kind of work. And it's just like this light bulb has gone off in my husband's head for some reason. Not, Not that we had many challenges in the past, we were always really good at working through things, but since having children, this this has been the biggest challenge for the two of us because I think I've become more emotional and he may be, become less tolerant because he's catering to other people's emotions. But I, I, I would love for you to talk about, I, I guess like the beginning stages of for men to understand what women's emotions are and how they're so different from, from what a man experiences. Absolutely. And just as a starter, I'll, it's interesting that you bring this up about you and your husband and the work that you're doing together because the whole reason I started my podcast, Make More Love, Not War, which has a mission of liberating women sexually and men emotionally so we can all have more sex and less fighting. The reason I started that was because I wanted my husband to go to therapy with me and he wouldn't really? go. He wouldn't go. I'm a therapist and my husband won't go to therapy with me. And I realized, you know, and I work with a lot of men too on top of that. So he will come to therapy, but I realized how daunting it is for men to go somewhere and talk about their feelings and how scary that can be for guys um, for a variety of reasons. So I I can start first by maybe talking about uh, connecting with men on why emotions can be really overpowering and scary for them. Yes. And so dealing with a woman's quote unquote negative emotions would be sadness, discouragement, anger, jealousy can be really scary for them because, I mean, let's just get back to it. You know, boy falls down on the ground when he's eight years old. And what does he hear? He hears, you know, get up, walk it off, suck it up. Yeah, suck it up. Yeah. Nobody's over there patting him and going, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Tell me how you feel about it. If you see a girl fall down on the playground, you see a very different response. All of the yeah. her friends gather around her. They want to make sure she's okay. They sit down and talk to her about the experience. And it's like this basic thing, this basic difference, talking about just looking at what happens on a playground. And um, the book, The Man's Guide to Women, that's written by John and Julie Gottman and um, co-authors, another husband and wife team, Douglas Abrams and Rachel Carlson Abrams, they all got together, which sounds like a lot of fun to write this book. And um, so it's based on empirical research. It's a book that I have all of my male clients read who want to be in a relationship with any woman, their mother, their girlfriend, 
a, right. you know, a hookup, anything, it's, it's in value. It's like gold. But one thing that John Gottman talks about is on a playground, um, just looking at this basic way that women and men deal with emotions differently, is that he's watching kids play in a playground. And there's a group of boys and there's a group of girls playing. The boys are all playing this like soccer ball game called mob. And it's where one boy has the ball and everybody like runs after him. And um, the whole object is to get the boy that has the ball and then you get the ball. And then that boy has the ball and and everybody goes after him. And so what he observed is that if a boy started crying, other boys just kind of ignored it, hoping that it would go away, you know, like, oh, you know, like, just let them cry, whatever, like, we'll just not pay attention to it. Not in a mean way, but just they, right. they just did. And then when there was a situation where a boy was persisting, what they would do is go over there and find out what the problem was. And they found out that this little boy was like, well, I still haven't gotten the ball. And so they solve it. They're like, give him the ball. <laughs> and they right. the, the kid gets the ball. The game goes on because their whole play is about the game, the goal, the solution, like, like let's play the game. And then you compare that to this group of girls playing and they're playing hopscotch, but then there's an incident while playing hopscotch where one little girl, she has brought some barrettes for her best friend to wear. And her best friend is like, well, I don't, I don't wear barrettes. But, and then she's like, well, but I really want you to wear this barrette. And so they sit down and they start having this conversation and they, they talk about the whole history of their relationship and how they first became friends and they are best friends and someday they'll marry brothers and they're going to they're gonna be together always. And like they never get back to hopscotch because that's the, so interesting. the game's not the point, right? It's the relationship. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. And that's, you think that that's just a biological thing that happens. Obviously, there is, you know, nurture that comes into play there. But do you think at the core, it is, you know, just nature. It's biological. Those are the directions that we choose to go. Well, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, like you said. But if you look at evolutionary psychology, just going back to hunters and gatherers, Women gathering together, they're making eye contact, they're having conversation, they're gathering things together. They need a good, strong social network because they're all working together to gather things. So everybody needs to communicate. They need to communicate about where certain things are to gather. They're watching children together. That's what they're doing um, in, in that time. And then hunters, they need to sit side by side in focus on the thing that they're doing. They're not focusing on each other. They're not having a chat about their feelings. They're focusing on what they need to do, the solution. Right. Like, let's get this. I'm going to back you up. I'm going to be your wingman. <laughs> and right. yeah, and we're going to get, we're going to get this animal that we're hunting down. So right. yeah, I mean, evolutionary, yes. And then you know, I mean, yeah, and then there's the nurture part that goes into it where it's it is statistically true that men report that men who have sisters report that their parents handled their emotions differently. Right. Okay, very interesting. And so then so so we know what that means for men later on um down the line, but like how can men not reverse this? I guess I guess I'll I'll let you have the floor and say like what the next steps would be for for men, I don't even know how to phrase the question, to be honest. It's like, it's like how, do, how does a, can a man either open himself up to be more emotional without becoming overly emotional 
And then how does he utilize those emotions to relating with women? Yeah, I think that's a great question. You know, the first thing for them to be able to to do with their emotions, and this is something I, I work with a lot of my male clients on, is just being aware that the emotion is there. So a lot of times that starts in the body. So just knowing, okay, if my face is getting red, I find right. myself clenching my fist, my heartbeat is pumping. You know, what does that mean as far as labeling a feeling associated with it? Am I afraid? Am I angry? Am I excited? I mean, it could be any of those things that's causing that, right? Um, am, am I... Um, Am I jealous? You know, just really being able to listen to your body and then try to figure out a feeling and then just let it be a feeling that doesn't need a solution. Like, oh, okay, I'm angry. All right. So there it is. What am I angry about? This is it. Okay. I'm angry about whatever. I'm I'm angry that I came home and I thought my wife and I were going to have sex and and it turns out that... You know, she she's not even home, <laughs> and, right. and so she I'm wants angry. To hang the picture. Yeah, right. yeah, and actually, and then think a little bit more. Well, what's under the anger? Sometimes you're just angry, but hurt. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. I was looking forward to that connection all day long. So just taking a minute to just feel the feeling that you're having, and know that it's it there. You don't need to do anything with it. Actually, you could just acknowledge it. And it can just be, and after a while, it will go away. If it's a if it's a bad one, don't worry, right. it'll go away. You can you can deal with this. Just like kind of ride it like a wave, like be a surfer of your feelings. Right. Okay. Well, so so after these men do well, actually, I do, I do want to draw the comparison so that men can understand. So like, so do are women experiencing their emotions differently than men, or do they? Do they just have the belief in history that their emotions will be dealt with differently because of how they were brought up? Like, so for example, the, the, the playground example, or even how you said that girls get comforted after they're typically emotional or something, you know, negative happens to them. And in the past, they've been soothed or have been helped in some way. Is that something that becomes challenging in relationships? Because women are used to that happening? Like, I, I'm just, I guess I'm trying to find out mm-hmm. like the core of the issues and then how to explain to men how to spot these things in women and maybe also understanding like what's going on for a woman when she is having an emotion. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Uh, women and men experience the same emotions, but yeah, like what you said is very correct as far as what, emotions we're encouraged to feel and that are okay to feel. And men and women both have their, you know, gender role boxes that we're all socialized into that we have to deal with. And for men, that feeling of it's not okay to be sad, it's not okay to feel disappointed, it's not there's certain levels of joy that are even not okay because then you don't, I mean, then that's not masculine. You don't want to like run around and clap and be all excited. Um, There's certain levels of um, affection that cannot be shown to other men. You can get your touch through sex and sports. That's all you get. You know, so there, there are these certain off limit feelings that they just struggle with. And so, 
having understanding about that. And then also that women struggle with certain feelings too. Anger is a, a, that's not ladylike to feel angry. It's not ladylike to feel powerful. It's not ladylike to feel sexy and turned on and aggressive sexually or in any other way. So women struggle with those things on the other hand. And so those are, that's the socialization piece to be aware of that women struggle and so do men and how can we help each other to reach a point of understanding and so that's that's what I'm the tool that I want to bring to men today is to learn how to get from this place of feeling overwhelmed by her feelings she's coming to you and she's talking to you about this very stressful thing that happened at work and what the fuck do you do with that oh my god right. it's scary even worse is if she's coming and she's talking to you about something you've done that she's upset about, you know, and then that like that shuts a guy down. He like, you know, the worst thing is to is for somebody who really loves to not approve of him and and he doesn't know how to fix it. That's awful for men, you know, because with other men, it's so easy. Oh, just give him the ball. (laughs) That doesn't work for women. So interesting. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then I want you to tell men how to deal with this because I think that is fantastic. So we'll be back in a moment. Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. All right, we're back. <laughs> Excellent. I couldn't, almost yes. couldn't wait to tell you this. So I know. Trust <laughs> me. I couldn't wait to hear it. I was dying to listen. So tell me, how, how do men deal with that when a woman comes to them and says, I have an issue, or even if she's not coming to them and just being like pouty or angry, how, how do they work with that without uh, solving or, I, anyway, I'm not going to put words into your mouth. I want, I want to hear what you have to say because I think you're going to give a great answer. Okay, well, ooh, the pressure's on, but I know. Sorry, I know. <laughs> this is how to Jedi mind trick a woman, guys. Love it. <laughs> um, so this again is based on empirical research. This is a method that's uh, that's that's developed by the Gottmans, and basically the it's it's an acronym which the acronym is ATTUNE. So I'll tell you what the words mean, and then I'm going to go through each one. The first word, or the first letter, I'm sorry, stands for ATTEND, and then TURN TOWARD is the second, and then UNDERSTAND is the third, NON-DEFENSIVELY LISTEN is the fourth, and then the big last one is EMPATHIZE. Okay. So each each one's going to build you to the next one. So if like you look at this and you're like, oh my God, I can't possibly empathize. Don't worry. Help is on the way. Because if you start at the beginning, you can get to the end. So I will start with attend. So attend is just basically to pay attention. As I talked about before, when going back to gathering, women are making eye contact with each other when they're talking. Like this is a a need that women have. And the reason that women have this need is because they are constantly assessing for trustworthiness. Are you are you safe emotionally? Are you who you say you are? Are you going to show up for me the way that I need you to? And that's not just show up on time to pick me up for a date. That's like, are you present with me right now? When I that's need you. That's huge. Yes. Mm-hmm. So getting to that first one of attending, and that means turn off your phone, put your phone away, physically be present. Um, if you're watching TV, 
turn it off um, or pause it because now we have this awesome technology that when it fails sucks, but pause your show. That's something I've noticed my husband had started has started doing and it's made a huge difference. Even that, just that thing makes me want to have more sex with him, guys. So seriously, sure. I come in the room to talk to him. He pauses the stuff that he's doing and that is... That's huge. That's amazing. It is. So yeah. So pause what you're doing. And if you can't right then, and you really know you can't attend, then tell her what you're talking about is really important. And I want to get back to it. Um, In 20 minutes, I'll be done with this. And then I will be right in there and then go in there. But so know also in this, if you can't attend, and that's okay. You can't always be ready at the drop of a dime to listen. But when you're ready to listen, pay attention and just be present. So that's the first one. I love um, that. Okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, eye contact is hugely important. If you don't remember anything else that I said about attending, look her in the eye. <laughs> you know, It's really powerful. It is. And it's actually the most common thing that I hear on the... I won't go too far into it. I'll tell you about it later. But the the show that I do, The Shameless Sexual Revolution, in which women talk about sex and they talk about what they want most during sex and eye contact is something I hear a lot. Like it's so sexy to get eye contact. So. I, I, I agree. I would say that that is my number one. Um, and then some other sort of um, affirmation that they're enjoying it with me they're enjoying the experience. And so eye contact is a, is a huge representative of that, of like, I'm in this with you. I'm doing this with you. I mean, even if they're thinking about somebody else <laughs> during that process, at least fake it for the woman so that she can enhance her experience. So I completely agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. And and even if you are thinking about someone, someone else, you can be thinking about that other person in pretending you're having a three-way or something. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> let's be honest. I, I definitely do that. Jeff and I definitely do that during sex. Sometimes we even put some lesbian porn on and we're like, hey, you know. There you go. Three way. It's great. So, anyway, I digress. We'll talk about sex later, hopefully, if we get the time. But um, so the next thing is to turn toward. And this is not like psychobabble or anything like that. Like, actually, this kind of goes with uh, attending. Turn your body towards her. Not only eye contact, but yeah, facing her. It's huge. I say to my husband, I'm like, I can't continue talking until you look at me and you turn your body towards me. Because yeah. it just for me, it just means I don't want to be here. And so I can't open up if somebody isn't really trying to love and care for me. It's it's challenging. It really is. And that, that I know is that's not what he's saying to me with that body language, but that's the message that I'm receiving. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's all. I mean, that's all on that one. I'm not going to say anything else. Just turn toward her, your full body. Um, If you can, if you're up to it, hold her hands while she's talking or try to physically touch her if she's interested in that. I mean, you do have to read your audience. If she's coming in hot about something that's about you, she might not want to cuddle. So (laughs) read your audience. But um, so the the first two are relatively easy. They're physical things that you do with your body. You know, they they make the next three easier, but the next three are the hard. They're the difficult ones for anybody to do, not just men, women too. So the third thing is understand, which is the hardest thing to do in an argument. You know, when especially if it's about you. So if yeah. if she's if she's coming in to you and she's talking to you about how 
she really felt like you didn't care about her because you didn't take out the trash. And that means she just really feels neglected and she feels like you're not there for her and all of this kind of stuff. What you want to say is, well, I just got too busy and I couldn't take out the trash. It doesn't have anything to do with that. Or I'll take out the trash right now. Problem solved. Right. <laughs> right? Um, and that's really hard. Um, so what you want to do right then, and and this kind of, this is combined with non-defensively listen because you, you have to be able to understand and non-defensively listen, but is you just want to try to listen for content. What is she talking about? I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. So, and this is a good time to ask questions. So when you got home and you saw the trash, when you saw the trash was full, um, then, then what happened? Well, you know, then our daughter ran in and she was grabbing me and I got really overwhelmed because I just got home from work and I was hungry. And, you know, so she's giving you context to help you really understand where she's coming from. So this is, this is the part where you really don't want to offer solutions. The visual I give with this to help guys kind of understand more how to do this is that she has this full cup of something she's stressed about that she's talking to you about. And your cup is empty or, you know, of her stress, it's empty. You probably have your own, but she just wants to pour that stuff into your cup and she wants you to just look at it. She's not asking you to drink the Kool-Aid. She's not saying, solve this problem for me. She just wants you to acknowledge it and understand that it's a problem for her. That's really hard. I get it because this is what happens is that women's feelings are really big because we generally feel okay with having big feelings. But the relief here is that you don't have to solve it. You don't have to take her feelings on as yours. You don't have to take them on as your mission in life to make them better. You you don't have to take them. All you have to do is try to understand what she's saying. Do you think that we have our cup is more full? Well, or why, why do you think our cup is more full? Like, why are we more emotional considering all we've had is training on how to talk about our emotions? Why is that cup so full? You would think men would have a full cup of of emotions and stresses. Well, they do. It's just that they're, they've stuffed their cup down into their like way. Like if you, <laughs> I guess if you think of like, we'll, we'll not think of it as a liquid, like there's some kind of like sp spongy solid in there, like Play-Doh, like the Play-Doh is over full in ours because we just kind of let it be. And, or let's talk about it like it's the trash. The trash is full because we've just let it be what it is. And and the, the guys are compacting their trash. They're just shoving that shit down and because that's what they've been told to do. That's how they've been shown to handle their feelings. And they're not trying to make things harder for themselves, but that's all they, they know to do is just shove that down because nobody wants to hear about your whiny little stuff. Like that's the kind of stuff that guys hear. Like nobody cares, you know? Right. And so they, they shove it down and they try to find solutions when they can. And so, yeah, they have the same feelings. They just have, they, they've just dealt with them differently. And also, I mean, 
statistically, women's feelings do change rhythmically with their hormone levels, just as men's do with their testosterone levels, you know? And so oftentimes, because women are um, more comfortable with their feelings, they notice more of those changes and can respond to them and yeah. and emote and, and talk about them more. So okay. it's not like there's any difference in the amount of feelings they have. It's just how have people coped with them and you know in the in the past if a guy's a hunter he can't stop and talk about his feelings he would die right and we we don't see an issue with expressing our emotions that's what it is so that if we're having eight emotions every single day that may be very overwhelming for a man but for a woman she's like i'm usually in the field telling all the women about this stuff how come you can't handle it yeah interesting okay yeah, so I mean, on a primal level, experience of an emotion that may take a long time to work through can feel like death to a guy. You yeah. know, it's just that big. Interesting. Okay, I want to hear about the other things. So the other things that are challenging for men. I love I love this so far. Yeah. So going back to the understanding, again, remember this, just remember this. Do not offer solutions. That is like the kill all. <laughs> Because if you offer a solution, things are going to go south. Yeah. You can. You, you, why, why is that? Well, often it's because women are talking about whatever they're talking about to be understood, to make an emotional connection. Because when women have made an emotional connection, they feel safe and they feel that someone can be trusted and they're going to be there for him, for them. When guys talk to each other, they they have a few different responses to a problem or an emotion. They'll they'll make jokes about it. They'll minimize it, is what we say. But they're making jokes that to that to them that's um, really acceptable. And other guys tend to be okay with a joke being made about their feelings. They're, they they right. make jokes. They they make a solution, or they tell them why they shouldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And, All of those things I do not like. Later on, I do. Yeah. Later on, I can handle it. After I've been like hugged, I can handle it. But like when my husband tries to make a joke when I'm really at the height of my emotions, I'm like, this is not the time. <laughs> I literally want to punch you in the penis right now. Like that's how I feel. So yeah, yes. I, I, I completely agree with that. Okay, cool. So let's go on to the other, the other things, the other part of a tune. So the next one is non-defensively listen. And that's really close to understanding. Understanding is really more about content. Non-defensively listening is when you're really, you've, you, you've, you're understanding what's going on now, right? So now you're in a place to non-defensively listen. The big thing here that I want to stress is you don't have to agree to non-defensively listen. You're just trying to understand, like think of yourself as a journalist and you're just like, you're, you're getting down the facts, but then you're getting down like all the sort of things that happened around it. So that's what you're doing. You're you're getting you're figuring out, okay, this these are all the things that happened and um these are her feelings about them and I'm going to try to pay attention to her body language a little bit here to non-defensively listen. What I'm trying to do is even if I don't agree, I'm trying to figure out how I can validate her. And when I say validate her, it may sound like this. We're having this conversation about the trash. And I, I, as a guy, I've gathered this information from her like a journalist that she got home. She had a stressful day at work. 
Um, the kids were just pulling on her as soon as she got home. She was looking forward to a nice empty trash can. <laughs> like that was her, I mean, yeah. that, that was the thing, like, because um, now I understand that that makes her feel like I've taken care of her and she's taking care of other people all day long. And so I've, I'm, I'm, I've heard all this stuff. And so I can, I can validate that that could be, that could cause someone to feel like someone else didn't care about them or that I didn't care about her, even if I don't agree, because I know I care about her very much. And I know that I got really busy with work today too. And I had a stressful day. I know all these things, but don't tell her those things right now because what you're trying to do is just listen non-defensively to her account of the incident. That's all. Yeah. No, but that's really helpful because at that point, she's not going to be able to be empathetic to what you're going through, which is horrible because I know, so when, when my husband and I did start going to therapy, it was because we would get into this continuous argument where he kept saying that his feelings didn't matter. And I kept saying, I I don't know how I'm expressing that to you. Of course, your feelings matter, but your feelings aren't important when I'm feel. <laughs> and I I would say that, and and I didn't know how else to verbalize it. But when we did start seeing a therapist, he had expressed that, like you know, sometimes I feel like my feelings have to take the back burner. And in the past, I thought that meant that I could never bring them up if she was having an emotional day. I just now learned that I, I it's not helpful to bring them up when she's super emotional. When she does get soothed, then I can talk to her and that actually brings us closer together. And then the next day, if he walks in the door all stressed, I'm at a more calm level to say, oh my God, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? And then he can open up to me about what's going on. Um, and but, but what was happening before in our own relationship was that he just kept holding on to his own stuff because he was afraid it was going to trigger something or rock the boat or cause another challenge for us because I had so much going on. He just didn't want to add to it. And that led to him you know, exploding every couple of weeks on me. And that's not beneficial for anybody. So I love that we're bringing up this point of like, just be able to be there for her. And then afterwards, you can totally go into your own thing that they're, they're very separated and that everybody can have a chance to be listened to. You don't have to silence yourself just to make your wife happy or yes. girlfriend or, or mother or sister, whatever it is. You, you can have a chance as well. Absolutely. I think that's a really great point that you bring up because if you're all the time feeling like, someone's eating a feast and you never get fed, you're not really going to yeah, be very I'm excited so to cook for them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. again, guys might say to themselves, well, you know, I've always been taught my whole life, my feelings don't really matter. So, you know, even my wife doesn't think my feelings matter, you know, but yeah, in the moment when you're physiologically flooded, you're talking about something that's really upsetting. You, whoever the upset person is really can't hear until they feel calmed. And so your nervous system. Yes, exactly. So that, and that goes to the, to the last one, which is empathize. And so if you've, if you've done all of these other ones, if you've gotten to the point where you've non-defensively listened and you've, and you're, and you've been able to validate her experience, um, of, of what she's telling you, like you could see how that would be frustrating. Empathizing is just like a tiny little next step. And if you haven't figured out her feelings yet, this would be the time when you can be asking her, well, you know, when you got home and the trash was full after your long day, how did you feel about that? Like, tell, 
put me in, in your shoes. And usually she'll be a little more calm by then because you've already non-defensively listened. And then she may be able to tell you her feelings. If she can't, then this is a really good time to really focus in on body language. If she's really, if she's closed off, she's putting her arms around her chest or she's, her face is red, then that's a time that you know that she's still really struggling with. Yeah with the feeling that she might have already told you or just that um, feeling of, of I can't trust you to be there for me. Because it, a lot of times if she's bringing up stuff about you, almost every t- time it's going to come come back to trustworthiness. And are you yeah. going to be there for me and are you safe? Um, and so... Well, can I just interrupt you for yeah. one second? Why, why is that such a, a question in a woman's mind? Is that because throughout a relationship she hasn't felt that it hasn't been expressed to her what what why is that such a thing for women well to go back to evolutionary psychology to look at the roots of this um in the past and and really even in somewhat more recent past Women needed men to be there for them to take care of them in different ways. Women had children and they were very vulnerable. Um, let's let's go back to hunter-gatherers. They're very vulnerable of attack from predators and stuff like that. And so they needed to know that the man that that has made these children with her or whatever man is with her right now is going to stick around to literally protect her and the children from being killed. And and then um, fast forward to today, or you know, even a few decades ago, women were not able to in any way make anything close to what a man makes, so that they could take care of themselves and their children. So there has been this uh, feeling of okay, you know, I cannot do all of this by myself. I need his, I need his contribution. I need his protection. And, you know, even now women still don't make as much as men. It's not perfect now, you know? Um, And uh, so there's that. But then on top of it, women have a different way of experiencing fear because women are constantly needing to be vigilant of their surroundings. Uh, I remember having a conversation with my husband when I lived in an apartment and, and he... Wait, it was about the trash again to make it. I don't know. I keep going back to that. But I mean, the trash is a big issue. <laughs> it is. Huge thing. <laughs> Somebody has to find a solution for this. I know, right? Uh, but I was telling a magical him. magical trash box yes, that like, just doesn't it just, exist in the house. Well, you know, that would it solve global issues too, wouldn't it? If we could figure out what to do it with would. the trash. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was telling him that um, that I I don't take the trash out at night by myself. And he yeah. couldn't really understand that. Like, why Why would you not do that And at all? And I had to explain to him uh, that I am always vigilant of everything around me being a woman um, because so many women either have um, been told about things that happened to somebody else yeah. or a very high percentage of women have been sexually abused yeah. or attacked or harassed. Um, so yeah, there's this very, this very big fear center um, around men with women and men are bigger than us. They have deep voices. Sometimes if they yell, it can be very scary. And these are all survival kinds of things, you know, and yeah. it's something for guys just to be aware of that um, they can, maybe they walk around all day and they don't really feel fear. Women walk around all day and there is not a day that goes by that we don't feel fear. 
I, I have to agree with you on that. I don't really identify it as fear. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, for sure. Every single day, I feel it multiple times for sure. And I, I, you know, I live in a safe area. I'm not really doing a lot of things that are out of a routine. Um, but yeah, even when I go outside at night to take out the trash or something, yeah, I, I, I check over my shoulder and I look to see who else is there. And literally in my head, I do think like, what if somebody's here? Like, I do think that, like, I do always envision the scariest thing happening. I go really fast to the garbage can or whatever it is that I'm doing. Yeah. That is something that's on our plate on a daily basis. I didn't think about that. Okay, so that's very important. That's why being trustworthy is really important. And so if there you know, are certain things that from a woman's point of view are showing you know, lack of, um, not lack of, but that there is a reason to not trust you potentially. So for example, not taking out the garbage means that there's a lack of commitment to the family or a lack of commitment to me and my wishes. For her, that may mean, oh, maybe you're distracted in other areas. Maybe you're not loving me as much. So I, I, I understand how that can, can trigger something and how little things like the trash do manifest into something so much bigger. Yeah, absolutely. Because... Unfortunately, you know, there are many wonderful men who would never do anything harmful, but harmful things have been done. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God, this has been so wonderful. This is exactly what I wanted to talk about, mainly because it's something that I'm going through in my own life. So just to, to hear it explained. So maybe can we give a little bit of a pat on the back to the men that are listening about like, you know, how challenging this is and if they've run into issues in the past where they may have failed in this department, um, it's because it is very challenging to do this. And, and now that they have the tool that you provided them, it, it, it should become a million times easier for them. And maybe some, some tips on how to practice this if they're not in a relationship. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. If a guy, any guys that are listening to this are knowing what the topic of this podcast is, they're already awesome because they're listening right. to how to be trustworthy and how to help a woman feel emotionally connected and safe. So yeah, definitely a pat on the back to anyone taking, you know, the time to be able to understand women and listen to your pot. I mean, that's what your whole podcast is about. So I'm sure that your audience is full of amazing men oh, that awesome are trying men. to understand amazing. how to please the woman and and for her to feel safe with him. Yeah. Yeah. They are 100%. I always say like, there's certain times where I say, what did I do? And they're like, oh my God, you must work with such losers. And I get so highly offended when I hear that statement because I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? These are some of the best men in the entire world, men who want to understand so they can become better with women. This is like the top echelon of man. So you're the, (laughs) I get so offended by that because it's the truth. The men that I work with, the men that listen to this podcast are are freaking amazing. That the fact that they want to listen to me and you talk about (laughs) our feelings, that's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, Yeah. any guys that are able to overcome all of the crap they have to deal with um, about, you know, masculinity and not seeking help for, for something that they need help with, to actually go and seek health, help, those are extremely strong men. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, I think that is sexy. I love Me that. Too. Yes. Me too. I agree with you. Well, and, and that- you, well, you can't see. Tara and I are both very turned on right now because we're thinking <laughs> about all of the amazing men listening to us. Um, we so are. What, what would be a way that men could practice this on their own so that maybe they don't fumble later on? 
Yeah. I think that the thing is, is you can practice this with anybody because anybody would like to be attuned to. Even mm-hmm. men, it's just that, you know, guys kind of like learn how to deal with how guys are w- are with them, you know, but you can practice this. I mean, I, I attune naturally and I, I find that people talk to me all the time. I mean, I'm a therapist, so yeah. I guess, but you know, no, like but it goes hands in hand. That's what, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like if you're at the grocery store and the person is checking you out your groceries or checking you out, Hey, I don't know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <Hey>. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah. But you can practice that with that person, you know, you can, well, how's your day going? And then they start telling you a little bit about their day and then you can say, Oh, well, you know, like, yeah, you didn't get to have your break today and you're hungry. That's, that's really tough. I can imagine that you're just, you know, you're just really wishing that you could have some rest right now or whatever. I mean, just practice because it, it's like when you're working out, you know, and you're, you're building muscles at the gym. This is a skill. It's you a just have to practice. Muscle. It is yes. a, a social emotional muscle. You have to work it. It's not something that naturally comes to the majority of people. Even for myself, I am someone very much like you who leans towards this kind of communication, but it's something that I still had to learn whether it was, you know, with a, with an, with a, a thing like a tune or it's something that I had to stumble upon myself. I had to learn to do this. Yes. And it makes all your relationships so much better. Okay. We are going to wrap up our show. I wish I could talk to you for 40 more hours because I think everything you're saying is so on point and so important. And I hope that everybody listening enjoyed this as much as I did. Uh, but Tara, why don't you tell people where they can listen to you, where they can work with you? Because I think a lot of men would really benefit from getting more information from you. Sure. So if you want to listen to the podcast um, and and check that out, you can go to makemorelovenotwar.com or you can find us on wherever podcasts are found, Stitcher, iTunes, blah, 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 all those places. It's also on our website. And then I do relationship coaching online or I see people in person in my office in, in Texas, in the Dallas, Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas. And my website for that is TaraHarrison.com. If you want to find out more about what women Wait, spell, want... Spell Tara though, because your your name is different than what I would have assumed. So spell oh, that. okay. Sure. Yeah. It's T-E-R-A-H... H-A-R-R-I-S-O-N. That's Tara Harrison. Uh, so, and, and if you want to find out more about what women really want and, and talk about when they're together drinking wine and they're talking about sex, please check out my, the segment of my podcast called The Shameless, or it's called Shameless Sexual Revolution, where all my shameless rebels get together and we drink wine and we talk about sex. And it's a really great kind of inside look at what women want for guys. And it's also very empowering for women to listen to because I'm trying to work on sexually liberating women as well so that we can be direct to you about what we need and want and you'll know more. Yes, absolutely amazing. I absolutely love it. Uh, New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. I actually publish a little bit earlier, but just know it will be there by 5 p.m. Pacific. Please, 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 please subscribe to our show. Do not download individual episodes because that just wastes your time when you could be dating, having sex, and interacting on a wonderful level like we learned about today uh, with the women in your life. I love you guys. You're awesome. We will see you next week. Thank you.